0: Hello again. I'm Sean, Thomas, Sammy, and together we are Sparkcast. Sparkcast. <laughs> ah, someone was
1: half a second off. Let's do that again. Thomas.
0: Go. And together we are Sparkcast.
2: Sparkcast. <laughs> we did no. it. What? <laughs> that totally synced up on my side. Uh, we'll see. I can always drag yeah, your you response
0: can, yeah, you over can move half off. a
1: second, and it'll look like we never <laughs> screwed up.
2: <laughs> All right. Sorry that there's lag. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So, in this episode, we're looking at episode six from the television series "Divide and Conquer." More and Anyone wanna summarize the episode for thirty seconds or less? Thomas. Okay.
0: Uh <laughs> Well, I guess with this episode This is definitely the first episode where I kinda had to like change my expectations around a little bit. Because it was just like a unlike the previous episodes, this one seemed pretty epic with like its battles and stuff like that. So that was like the beginning of the episode where they're all fighting, and then there's another scene where they're all fighting. Starscream again is just fighting in another crazy scenario, with everything coming down in the rain and the lightning flashing and stuff like that. It was I, I was really impressed with the animation in yeah. this particular episode.
1: But that's not a summary, Sammy. Do you want to summarize <laughs> the plot of what happened?
2: All right. So um, this episode, Optimus uh gets into a little a little sc- uh, scuff. With the the Seekers, and he actually gets really hurt, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, he's gonna die!" But of course, you know it's only episode six; he can't die yet. And so they're like, "Ratchet's like, man, all right, we're gonna fix, we're gonna fix our boy." And I can't do this in thirty seconds. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> and he realizes, "Oh my God, we need this part that's from Cybertron, and guess we're gonna have to go raid the Decepticons for their space bridge to go to Cybertron." And get the part and then save optimus um so they do and yay then optimus comes back and he's alive and he's like all right time to defeat
1: all of the decepticons by myself <laughs> because nobody else can do it no, no, it's not just that it's the morale he inspires by coming back from near death encouraging them all to fight again
2: No, no, none of them fought again. It was just Megatron versus
0: Optimus.
1: Yes, which is what you need every every some episodes. At least they keep their battles. Like when they fight, it's not like every episode. And when it is, it's not always the entire entire five minutes, so that it's just you know repetitive every time.
2: Yeah. No, this one this one was like you know two minutes and Starscream being a sassy muffin. Like I'm not gonna help you, Megatron.
1: The heroic Autobots are led by Optimus Prime. He's more than meets the eye. He's a robot in disguise. Uh, season 5, Generation 2, and the Japanese version. So, the Japanese cut, unlike most episodes, this just cut out an entire minute and a half scene rather than making cut small cuts throughout. After they get from the acid rain, it just cuts out their entire adventure going back to Earth.
2: Oh, they're just
1: back. Yeah, they're just back. Uh, All right. So you don't get to see Shockwave get, you know beat up again as they pass him so that
2: was so pathetic you're not getting away functional drives (laughs) completely off into the bridge and leaves (laughs)
1: uh also this is the first episode that was not in generation two it was neglected from the history of the cybernetic space cube such a lot
2: nobody really needed it
0: to the universe (laughs) another reason not to like the space cube (laughs)
1: Said so, Thomas, "Humans versus Decepticons, round three. First, it was rocks, then it was regular guns, and now the humans
0: have laser guns. How effective were they? They didn't seem very effective at all, <laughs> as, as, as usual. <laughs> I don't know. You think that they would be able to come up with some kind of weapon that would be effective? But I guess, I guess it really hasn't been established in this particular point of time where." The humans are, or I should say, the government, the militaries around the war world, are well aware of what the Transformers are. So they probably haven't created any weapons or anything mm-hmm. like that.
1: Well, they have giant wanted posters that say, "Be on the lookout for these Decepticons." You know. I'll do that. Yeah, oh, do they? Yeah, at the beginning totally of the episode, oh, like, Decepticon, the enemy.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think science is a weapon. Science? Sure, science them oh. for, uh, or I guess tech technologically, I guess, but... The uh, wheelchair bro just being like, "I'm gonna use all my hacking skills to help the Autobots," which doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna go with it.
1: I could use your technology better than you can. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, yep. oh, Optimus yeah. is doing this so wrong. I'm gonna do this. I'm like, no, you can't. Like, I was like, what the heck? What the heck? But no, I did like that there was a lot of drama in this episode. You actually like when I was a kid. It's like, oh no, Optimus is gonna die. These are high stakes. And they go on their first real adventure to Cybertron, though I do think it was kind of underutilized since it's yeah. only in the middle of the episode. But I did like the final battle between all these, like the entire, at least more than half of each side from the Decepticons and the Autobots fighting. It was pretty fun.
2: Yeah, for sure. I do wonder, though, how... Uh... I still don't remember what the wheelchair guy's name is, if anybody wants to remind me. Wheels. Um,
1: what? No, I'm just kidding. His name is Chip. Chip. <laughs> Okay, chip. Chip, chip chase. is something I can remember.
2: Chip isn't affected by the acid rain.
1: Oh, uh, it, it's a particular metal acid rain that only melts metal. And you know, this the based on the biometric structure of our skin that is made of bullshit. Um.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> I love how you're explaining this away.
1: So, okay, okay. I had a conversation with my friend once about the Transformers movies because I wasn't watching them. And he said, Optimus Prime shoots somebody, shoots a Decepticon and kills him. He wasn't holding a weapon. He wasn't fighting him, just kills him in cold blood. I was like, Optimus would never do that. And in this episode, Optimus kicks Megatron off the cliff and starts shooting him multiple times while he's (laughs) on the ground. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, that's Megatron though. Like,
2: eh. They they
1: tried they almost it.
0: killed him. He was almost done. Eh, okay, he, eh, I think
1: he kind of was justified in a way. <laughs> Did you guys see that? This is the one and only time we will ever see the actual superpower from the camera guys. You How know, every, everyone has a super superpower or a weapon that does something or specialty. Yeah. So the three camera guys, they can make <clears throat> a giant blinding light that stuns people for like thirty seconds, and that's the only time it's used ever.
0: What about being in two different places at once? Even oh. though they're <laughs> supposed to be one, it's supposed to be one Transformer.
1: Yeah, yeah, one guy's up in helping Shockwave, but somehow all three are down there to combine into the camera. <laughs> Even
0: though initially it was just two guys and one got sent away, but somehow they made a third. They just replicated a third one because we always have to be three. <laughs> Oh, they so... have all
2: these all these cool powers, and yet none of them
1: are actually used effectively. It's like the Hound-Mirage Mirage. combo that yeah. should just be used every episode. <laughs>
0: so, so, I guess, watching this episode and not knowing too much about G1 and all that stuff, I have another question about just continuity. Okay, ask away. So, clearly, the Transformers, the Autobots and Decepticons, they left Cybertron, got in a battle, and crashed on Earth. And the crash put them out of commission for millions of years. Mm -hmm. Then they wake up millions of years later. But apparently Cybertron is still kind of active. At least Shockwave is there. And it hasn't been displayed anywhere else that there were other Transformers and still somewhat of a functioning society besides Shockwave. But now in this episode, Shockwave's there. It was already weird that he's still alive and he didn't just die from not having... The, the uh the uh um, didn't, ins- didn't go insane being by himself being just lonely like, megatron's not there to tuck him in at night <laughs> there's a whole prequel episode <laughs> where
1: he just it's it follows him on his daily duties as he talks to himself that you know contemplates
0: suicide but yeah when they were on cybertron he's calling in like reinforcements to go after the autobots and stuff oh, yeah, the, the other
1: seeker the second series of seekers are on cybertron
0: yeah we so- sell more toys so this has been millions of years where they've been without energon. Like, how's that even possible? Well, I think if are they I, I just were they're... they just really just trying to plan extremely far ahead? They just know and like, well, in a hundred million years, we're really gonna need this energon. So let's deal with this now. <laughs> Oh I mean, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I don't think they're they're completely out of energy on Cybertron. It's just I think they're really low, and I think the population is also teetered off. It's not completely deserted, but there are a few bots hanging around.
0: Other episodes will fill in those blanks as we go on. So did basically Shockwave just solve the problem all those millions of years by just doing it the same way Thanos would? It was like. Well, all of us aren't going to survive with just a l- little bit of Energon, but like, if we get rid of half of us, we'll survive long enough to hear from Megatron again.
2: <laughs> yeah, like that's fine. Uh, yeah, pretty much, essentially.
1: He <laughs> thanos it. Shockwave's character is, like in some of the other continuities, he's always been the same. Like in, in the original Dreamwave comics, I remember he put himself to sleep to conserve Energon because he was the only one left on the planet, I think. That would make sense. And then IDW... I remember he was so worried about them running out of energon, he actually put energon seeds or something on 12 different planets so that a million years later they would have enough energon to just, you know, take from these planets, regardless if they would later have life or not.
2: Yup. And then that caused a
1: whole ton of problems. Caused Optimus and Megatron to defeat... Shockwave with the power of friendship.
0: Yep. Ultimate betrayal. Megatron turned on him. (laughs) Uh,
1: Shockwave
2: had it coming. In the IDW comics, anyways.
1: I wonder if they'll ever somehow bring him back in the comics. I don't know. I mean, they
2: probably will. Well, no. No. We don't know anymore because they're rebooting everything. What? Yep. After this year, they're rebooting everything.
1: But the whole point... No one's gonna want to read the war again. That that shit is old now. No one wants to keep reading the same thing over and over again. That's I mean, why agreed,
2: but that... I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna be doing for their next series. But Lost Light and oh god, uh, whatever the whatever their sister comic is now, because it's Lost Light Transformers, Optimus Prime question mark, and then their I... third one, which is something, and now I'm forgetting what it's called. But anyways, all of those are ending at the end of this year. And there has been no news of uh, what's going to be out.
1: I'll have to catch up then, because the last thing I read was Combiner Wars, and I need to read from there up to the end then. Oof. Yeah, you got a lot. So, quick question. In this episode, we learned that the laser core is essential to all Cybertronian life. I feel like, well, as you know, Thomas, I feel like this would eventually be called the Spark in Beast Wars. As I don't know,
0: I always thought it was just the Spark.
1: No, the spark was an, a, an invention of Beast
0: Wars. Oh, it was? Yes. Oh. It was
1: later retcon to say Into that others. everyone had a spark. So when they're in the Ark back in the past, they actually Predacon Megatron fuses with old Megatron's spark, which they never had in the original series. It's just retcon that everyone's got a spark slash soul. And then, of course, there's a Cosmotron that they have. And I, I feel like this is like a heart of a Cybertron since they said Optimus is leaking energy without it. So I would assume... They can't give him new energy because he can't absorb or regulate it the way a heart does in the body. At least that was my interpretation of it. Of course, what this means now, if anyone ever gets their laser core or cosmetron damaged, no Autobots can be fixed anymore and they'll die. Because the last one was in in his workshop on Cybertron. Oh, great. (laughs) But luckily that'll never happen in a kid's show, so... What about a kid's movie? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I thought there was only one annoying Transformer. I forgot there were two
0: in this episode.
1: No, in throughout the series, there is an Autobot called Huffer, and my <laughs> God, this guy's like he's doomed. I feel it, and then he's like, "I knew it was hopeless." I'm like, "Oh f you, Huffer!" Even You're like, Ironhide, are you? even Ironhide covered his mouth to shut him up. Did you guys see that scene? Yes, yes.
2: I mean, he deserved it too. Like, what? I thought hell? this guy was
0: hilarious. <laughs> oh,
2: I hated him. No, oh, he's garbage. He needs to stay in the corner.
0: It's, it's funny though, because it's not just like here's just a random guy just reacting for one scene. They brought him back to do the exact same thing. Like <laughs> we're gonna this is his character we're establishing right here. <laughs>
1: so here's the thing, because there's there's one thing that works and one thing that doesn't. And the thing I didn't like about this episode is Spike in this one. I don't know why he's here because this is Chip's story. And so they try to cram in this thing where he feel, feels powerless. First of all, his father says, "Sometimes, kid, nothing you
0: do makes a difference." I'm like, "Wow, yeah. what? <laughs> did you?" This was a dark episode. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't just the scenery and stuff. Like, in, or Optimus just n- being near death. There was a lot of just dark stuff in here that I didn't expect yeah. at all from just watching the previous episode. Did
1: you? Did you hear that, Sammy? The
2: yeah, no. It's it's I when that happened, I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs>
1: So the theme is defy your parents. Spike's like, I'm going to fight. And he somehow inspires, you know, Huffer to fight. Giant I think robots. It's, it's trying to imply that the, he inspires all the Autobots, but I feel like it's just idiot Huffer that gets inspired not to be a downer all the time. Because I don't see how Spike, there was no way like it was written well enough to show that he was inspiring the other Autobots. I just don't think yeah, Spike's character is just... even earned here.
2: Yeah, no. That scene just kind of happened.
0: Just one more quick thing to add on to just, like, the dark nature of this episode. all the Autobots were huddled around Optimus on the table as he was dying, Laserbeak sneaks in, and Megatron just has him, like, just go in there and kill him. So he he gets in there, and he he tries to kill him with some kind of knife or something, but... He, he does hit him, and like fire is just erupting from Optimus' chest. He's just like, here's this crazy, this ongoing explosion that's mm-hmm. lasting several seconds. is coming out of Optimus. It's like, man. So I didn't like how in the ending, after the return of Optimus
1: Prime and his near death, it, I, I didn't like the very ending. Sorry, what I, meant, what I meant to say is I didn't like the very ending, where they just say they had this great victory. Optimus rose from the dead, defeated Megatron. The battles won. How does the episode end? They'll be back, son. Sad music. I'm like, Jesus. They should have at least you had care. Optimus come by and say, and we'll be ready for them. And have a more uplifting ending. Even if he said something
0: stupid like... uh uh, well, he actually did say something stupid. He let them go. That was stupid. <laughs> Even though <laughs> Megatron was making it completely obvious, like, we're going to come back. And Megatron, Optimus is like, all right, that's fine. We'll let you off the hook anyway. Wait, yeah. come on.
2: You had them. <laughs> well, no, we're the good guys, though. We don't kill anyone. Uh,
0: you could restrain them.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look. Uh, so, where are they going to
0: put them? <laughs> Sammy,
1: can I? Can I get you to speak Chip's influential sentence line? Sure. Okay, can you say it with a squeaky voice just like Chip does? Sure, you're going to have to send me the line though. Oh, it's, no one's ever truly disabled unless they've got courage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, everybody gets to do say this once. Ahem. <clears throat> Ahem.
2: No one's really, I don't remember the
1: line actually at all. <laughs> Oh, is not that memorable? No, no, oh.
2: it hurts me to say that line no is one's really ever what's going truly on.
1: Disabled, unless you've got
0: courage. As long as he has courage,
2: no one's ever truly disabled if you've got courage.
0: <laughs>
1: Thomas, you want to say it too in a non-cool
0: way? No one's ever disabled as long as he has courage.
2: <laughs> Let's all just be like generic anime characters. <laughs> But then he had
0: another, like, (sighs) just stupid one liner right after that. Transform and roll for his life. Chip said that while they were fighting, just uh, to save Optimus. Oh, yeah. To, like, hold them off or whatever. And the way, oh
1: my God, the way Chip enunciates is, like, not like the way a normal human (laughs) enunciates. Because now I remember that line, and he doesn't enunciate it. He's like, and roll out for his life, or something like that. Look, he's trying. I'm like, I guess it's a guy trying to be a kid voice, you know. Are you making fun of a disabled person? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one's ever truly disabled. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got what they were trying to do, but I think they actually kind of worded that sentence a little poorly. Because the Autobots are getting injured with acid rain. That's like saying, I know you've just got shot in the spine and can't fill your legs, but as long as you've got courage, you can walk right through that pain, fight off the gunman, and save the day.
2: Can I also say that why didn't they put that shield up sooner?
1: Why? Uh, they had the option. Hey, he was too injured to move. You know, it required he you know, had to, you know, you know, struggle to activate that shield. And they he finally got it. it.
2: They could have done it beforehand. They could have just waited outside of the rain, put on the shield,
1: and then walked through Like they were like we can't touch this rain immediately runs into it like what you've never been in a hurry forgotten to do something basic (laughs)
2: like open an
1: umbrella (laughs) you've never been like oh man i gotta get this medicine to my you know my ailing aunt in the hospital and then i you know run into traffic (laughs) so i don't know i'm just thinking of really bad spider-man scenes where he runs into traffic and has to use Mm spider-man spider sense to jump out of the way 'Cause he's so focused on not surviving.
2: It's a great great strategy, that not surviving thing.
1: The last thing I want to say though is is poor Shockwave. The Autobots don't even fight him. They just run through the building and yep. ignore him. At least he got to shoot some Autobots though. I mean, I feel like he's really the person that needed to become a target yeah. master <laughs> by the time season
0: four came out.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but he shot the ground. He did not shoot any of the Autobots. <laughs>
0: I hope that's the first just, scene just of many where they just roll in and roll out, and he's just firing wildly, <laughs> just missing all the while. <laughs> oh, that's not the last time we'll see that
1: happening. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so that segues right into stupid moments slash Starscream's blunders. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not like the others. I do what I want when I want
2: yay! There were so many. Yeah.
1: Were there? Yeah, were I there? Like, I was like, why are there... Problems? How? I? No. Okay, there I weren't, there weren't... I got
0: six things. <laughs> I right. have one thing that okay. trumps all of that. Okay, go ahead. Optimus almost died. That was him. <laughs> that was his doing. What if Megatron had like fire three. come out of his chest? Wait, that was a stupid moment? No, that was a moment that he isn't stupid. I'm arguing that no. he didn't do anything stupid this episode. Not That we need to give him his due. He almost won the battle right then and there. So I only have one thing Could about Starscream. He Scream. actually almost won the battle twice. So
1: okay, I had one thing about Starscream. He doesn't recognize Chip from all the prior episodes where, you know, he held <laughs> him in his hand. I don't know if it's just because he's an alien, so you can't really tail aliens apart. Or maybe it's just because they're so small, to them they don't have any discerning
0: features. I mean, they do call humans insects. Yeah,
2: I mean, probably. They're little flesh creatures.
0: That human with the wheels, he doesn't stand out at all. (laughs) He doesn't see a disabled person.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm just imagining, okay, here's the other thing I think is hilarious. I'm imagining, like, the government of the United States coming together and making a new federal regulation that says every business must have a Decepticon sign on it that says this is an enemy on every federal and state building. <laughs> like, every business in the in the U.S. also has to have it. So you know when giant robots show up, which ones are the bad guys and which ones are the good guys? I mean, probably. That's probably what they'd have to do. I mean, is there a giant Optimus poster that said instead of enemy has a giant friend stamp on it?
2: <laughs> I hope there would be. <laughs>
0: I want to make that now. It just says no rocks under his poster. <laughs> all right, what other stupid moments well, did you make up? Going back
1: to energy. So in that storybook we read where the whole world was like wiped out in the Middle East. I think the Autobots took all that oil from the liquefied Rocky Mountains, and that's why they never need Energon the rest of the seasons. Continuity. So what? they
0: just, just pretend to be good guys? <laughs> Is that why Optimus let Megatron go at the end? Is like we're probably going to need more energy. Ron. Do one of your little weird schemes, take the blame, and we'll we'll just clean up everything afterwards. We'll just take all this yeah, evidence we'll just and the just use it for like ourselves. <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah, you know what? I'm down with that.
0: That makes sense to me. Yeah, I like how upon Optimus, the you thing can't I exactly stupid-
2: like put it back.
1: <laughs> the, the, I hated. It. I didn't like how Wheeljack goes to see Optimus Prime dying. He just goes, "Wow, what happened?" I'm like, thanks for that voice of empathy and concern. <laughs> Did any of you guys have any other stupid moments that stood out?
2: Everything's about Starscream. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> there is a point in the beginning where like Star is behind the humans and it <laughs> cuts away from Star. You're supposed to hear Starscream's voice, but it's definitely Thundercracker. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, that's a uh, you guy's had a little problem there. There is another part where he's having the conversation with Megatron on the on the screen again in the beginning. And he's like, ah, yes, I have done all of these things, Megatron. Like, <laughs> just like ask in his, his everything. He's just like, oh, my God, please praise me. Please praise me. And then at the end, he's like, aren't you going to give me some kind of praise? And I'm like, you...
1: Okay. Is, is that what he actually said? I forgot.
2: I don't, like, it was something towards that. He was just like, aren't you going to thank me or whatever? And I'm like, what? now you're being blunt about this.
0: And Megatron was, like, actually, like, mocking him in that, too. Yeah. It was like, he was, Starscream was calling in. He was mission leader to Decepticon headquarters. And then, like, Megatron comes in. He's like, report mission leader Starscream.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, ugh, I have to call you a mission leader. <laughs> um, uh. There's also another part. Where Starscream gets frozen in ice. And then the next moment, he's not in ice in the base. And everybody flew off without him. Was this
1: another episode was this this one?
2: No, it was this one. Like when they were after, it was after the Flash. And then where Megatron was like, let them win. And so they're like, all right, I guess we're going to let the Autobots win. And so, not Mirage, Jesus Christ. The camera dude uh, is attacked. And then somebody fires an ice beam at Star. And he's just an ice block. Uh, and then the rest of the Decepticons are like, oh, well, bye. They fly <laughs> off, and he's just there. And then, like, we're, we're back in the base, and he's just like, eh, Megatron, man, we should totally fight the Autobots. And I'm like, how did you get here? When did you get
1: here? And what a stupid plan that was, too. Let them win, and then not say, you know, Shockwave, disable the Space Bridge once they've come through, or ta- guns to guard it. Like, what what kind of plan was that? <laughs>
0: Well, that's why That's why Starscream should be the leader. A real leader would never, never – those words never come out of a leader's mouth. Let them win. Yeah, no. Starscream was ready to, like, fight people. <laughs> they were winning. They could have just yeah. destroyed them. They are. They were already shorthanded massively by not having Optimus, so. Many, I don't know. They were fighting camera guys, so
1: I don't know if that guy <laughs> really counts as a battle. The, uh. no, I did think it was I, – I didn't like the, in the beginning how the excuse to bring Chip was – Oh, my house from four million years ago is locked, and I don't know how to open it. Don't worry, I'm a human. I have outdated technology. I'll do it. <laughs>
2: that that killed me because I was like, I don't understand how you know anything about Cybertron
1: technology. He's just a genius. He's been studying their teletran one all day, and then uh, I'm just worried. I'm like, wait, is Chip becoming that 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 dreaded Marty Stew? He is, absolutely. <laughs> An anti-Stew is described as someone disadvantaged by society in a way that makes him weak or disadvantaged, but that weakness never comes into play it's because he's supposed to be disabled and in a wheelchair, but that has never come up at all. Anytime. That really hasn't affected yeah, him. It hasn't. It doesn't affect him at all.
2: Well, I mean, it's good to show that, you know, disabled people are useful. Like That is good. As long as they have Could courage, they'll be
1: useful. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have another bad uh, uh, theme idea for this. What if Chip is the white savior of the Transformer race.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, I never even thought about that. <laughs> no, uh, You're
1: not going to be able to not think about that now. We have to uh. see... I think he's only got three episodes left, though. So the writers Good. just forgot to use him after. Like, I think he only shows so up. So does
0: Sparkplug or Spike take up that mantle then? Yeah, Spike's every. Yeah. He spike's there forever. But yeah. he's but he's he's the white savior role. Does he ever just Ugh. save them often? Spike, t-
1: <laughs> Spike is really. useless. No, Spike, all the Cubans are useless. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Chip, <laughs>
2: you're useless. <laughs> Dang it! I, I can't even argue against Chip because he has actually done like he has helped. And I'm just like, I don't like you. He doesn't just
0: help. He saved them multiple times. Yeah. Because the previous episode, what's his face would have died if he hadn't taken control of his body?
1: I had all these episodes on VHS, like episodes four through like seven or eight. So, my experience, I just assumed growing up that Chip. Was just a main
0: character. I didn't know he was only in eight to ten episodes total. So, I mean, yeah, when you just said that, that he's only he's going to be gone after a few episodes, that's surprising to me. I mean, yeah, why would they just get rid of him? I mean, he is a good plot device or whatever.
1: Uh, so, Segway, is he the main character? To no. This episode? No. He I finds refuse. the space bridge with math, so stay in school, kids. He unlocks the Decepticon lock. He inspires the Autobots. But then again, Spike also inspires the Autobots somehow. I do feel like Spike, uh, Chip is more of a main character than Spike, though. Or do you think Huffer is? Because he went through character development because he decided not to, you know, be depressive all the time and actually fight. None of these. I don't. I. I, I don't
0: think there was. I.
2: I can't. I. I n- none. Not none of the above. I think there were multiple <laughs> main characters. None. Of, I. I have to admit that Chip is one of them, but I don't. I don't want to admit it.
1: <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, Chip, and Huffer. Sadly, Huffer had a character arc, so I almost yeah. Feel like but I that's had to not
2: a, that's not enough for 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 being main character status, though. All like right. you can have side characters that have arcs.
0: It Wasn't uh, much of an arc. Yeah. How, how can you have an arc a, a developed arc with just like three lines? <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. lot
2: can happen in yeah. three lines. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm just going to go with Chip on this one, and that's it.
2: Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fine. I'll, I guess. I guess. Yes. So we all know that Starscream is truly the main character in all of these episodes, but, you know, I guess.
1: <laughs> so, there were a lot of animations errors in this episode, weren't there? Yep. Optimus Prime got laser eyes, apparently, uh, which he never uses again. Uh, in the final battle, there was a, a damaged shockwave inside the cliff i was like oh wow okay
0: wow oh my I gosh i that. totally
1: missed that yeah i was like a purple auto but wait a minute <laughs> and then uh optimus prime laying on the table every time they shut cut scenes while he was being blown up by laser beak it was like he has glass in the left side no wait now he has glass in the right side now wait now he has glass in both now he has no glass in either I, my eyes couldn't stop not focusing on it for like the <laughs> whole minute it was doing that
0: so yeah And there's the aforementioned issue with Reflector having three forms, one going into space, but then there's still three forms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I like how the humans were pulling Optimus Prime and lamenting about how if he could be repaired or not, but the animators leave Chip's expression as a smile right after he's finished, which contradicts exactly what they're talking about. And it stays on that for five (laughs) seconds plus. And I'm like, why are you so happy this leader is dead? (laughs)
2: Chris is secretly just like, yes, murder Optimus, so I will become leader. <laughs> I mean,
0: will... He he probably could take over if Optimus died, because they got... they don't seem like they're going to put up much of a fight at all. They're yeah. just going to give up. he's going to hide in Optimus's head and be a headmaster and take
1: over the Autobots <laughs> from within. Sweet Jesus. He, he finally has a
0: cyborg body.
1: He doesn't right, need be... legs anymore. Right, I got to go, guys. I'm going to write this fan fiction right now. we will be right back. <laughs> Any animation errors out uh, that stood out? Yeah. No. Other than yeah. tons of Starscream, Skywarp, Thundercracker switch outs. Yeah.
2: Also, just there were a lot of like blank stares that were happening. And I'm not like, I don't know if I'm just catching it now and it's just, that's just a thing in G1 episodes, but in this one it was like, with the same with the smile thing, that happened a couple of times ish. And I'm yeah. like, why are you, you look so dead in the
1: background? <laughs> It's because they didn't want to draw him anymore, so they just left a still image.
2: <laughs> Essentially.
1: They're like, we give up. So, really briefly, retcon. Computer, I assume that, you know, later in the movie, you'll find out Optimus has the Matrix in his chest. I just assume while he was being repaired, Ratchet reached in, took it, put it on a shelf somewhere, before Laserbeak came in and shot him <laughs> up to hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Oh. Uh, there was line that a line that i didn't didn't understand the transformers apparently have built-in repair units Uh, yeah i guess i guess it only works on minor damage though (laughs) i I guess because you never hear it again
2: there are a lot of things that we just never hear about again
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i guess that didn't surprise me too much just having watched beast wars where that is a common thing that happens in like almost all the episodes Oh. But but yeah, they too. Mm-hmm. It it really only works minor damage because mm-hmm. then they have to get on that little that stasis chamber or whatever. Yeah.
1: So I got another. I got a retcon for you guys. So you know how in Beast Wars they call everything a spark. I assume that the Autobots Decepticons language changes throughout time, just the way the English language does. <laughs> so I just assume that Laser Core naturally just became Spark over a few million years.
2: I'm down with that. I I I'd, I'd,
1: I'd agree. I feel like that's the easiest, you know, way to fix a continuity error like that. (laughs) Just something natural. Yeah. No, I mean, that sounds totally normal. I should just make a book called How to Fit Everything in One Universe. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck.
0: How are you going to get Sabertron and Cybertron to merge? (laughs) I won't. (laughs)
2: I'll
1: just be like, this is a side story that doesn't exist. (laughs) Megatron's energy. All we see him do at the beginning is hook up a, a generator to a cube, but you don't know what's powering the generator. You never see an exterior shot, so you don't actually know uh, what type of energy they're converting into energon. Dark matter. <laughs> so, real briefly, he said. All right, no, you say? Go, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, briefly, I have. There's deleted audio for this episode. They must be there was only one. Thing that I thought was worth listening to.
0: Come on, you two, say cheese and say it fast. This is bear country. Hey, we didn't bring a camera. No, you
1: didn't, human.
0: human. I'd have preferred bears. This This is is the spot. spot. Reflector calling headquarters. Bring in the hardware. Um, wow. You know I'm so
1: confused. You know the scene where uh, they're carrying the Energon cubes to the space bridge.
2: Yeah, it's... I, I'm also I, yeah. I... The whole
0: <laughs> the whole setup for that scene just seemed completely odd. But then you add on top of the way it was voiced. On top of that, the human who was saying, "I, it, I, he'd rather it be bears and stuff." The, just that delivery. Yeah, and he's not <laughs> scared of the three giant robots. Was this supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, like it was like. It was so jokey, j- jokingly said. It Was he was supposed to have a look of fear on his face while he delivered that line? It just, wow, that seemed really weird. Why would Reflected just be sitting on the ground on some random <laughs> campground? Maybe that's why they cut it. They, someone thought the logistics through. Oh, somebody thought about something and cut something out of an episode? They didn't think about wow. anything else in this episode to cut? Logistics? <laughs> what are
1: those? <laughs> So I mean we have two characters for this episode because it'll be really quick. <laughs> so the first one is Huffer. Ugh. Ugh, just get him out of the way. That's what I wanted to do. Again, Huffer like Blue Streak, one page for everything. But he didn't even get a main page and a secondary page like Blue Streak. It's all on one page. He's apparently an Autobot engineer He's the purple, blue, and yellow construction bot Who complains about everything And has a pessimistic outview on life Not to be confused with Gears Who is the red, white, and blue Autobot Who complains about everything And has a pessimistic view on life <laughs> uh, I don't know why my hatred is only for Gears When now that I remember Huffer exists too Don't forget about Cliffjumper No, oh, Jumper's <laughs> fine is he? Even after this character arc that he has in this episode, he just goes back to complaining again, so that
0: he could match his character bio.
1: Thomas, you want to read the quote and description for Huffer?
0: Huffer's quote: Molecular structure is the key to success. Okay. <laughs> That's a sentence. <laughs> description. And <laughs> his description: Huffer is cynical, hard-boiled, and pessimistic. He looks at the world through sludge-colored windshields. Will complain it can't be built, then builds it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not too sociable, but absolutely reliable. Arm sensors can test materials for strength, heat resistance, elasticity, etc. Extremely strong. Superior mathematical and geometrical abilities. Often unhappy and homesick for Cybertron.
2: I'm sorry, when does he um use any of these abilities?
1: Uh never. Oh, it's uh not everything is always incorporated from the BIOS because sometimes there were just too many characters to cram into an episode to remember that all. I just feel like there would have been, I don't know,
2: something one of them, other I, than the pessimism.
1: Yeah,
0: no, nope, that's I, yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't think any of those would have helped let's with just, let's Optimus just... dying on a table, and we have this technical <laughs> genius that could help repair him instead of just <laughs> the medical doctor, r- robot doctor, just doing stuff by himself. <laughs>
1: I don't need any help, it's fine. Let's talk about his fate after the movie so we can never talk about him again. Yep. Wait, I still function. So his body was shown during the movie's battle, but we never see him after that again. But his corpse is actually labeled on one of the starships in one of the boards in season three. But of course, that ship later explodes, taking all the Autobot corpses with it, with no chance of Huffer coming back from the dead like Optimus would. (laughs) Except how... (laughs) It's a convenient way to get rid of that junk. Like, well, what use did it have for it? Well, him? no, wait, oh. the whole ship comes back with Optimus somehow, so I mean, think I don't know. Oh, his Japanese name is Drag, because that's what he is to the entire Autobot <laughs> team, a drag. Oh, man. This poor bot. <laughs> uh, so, Sammy, do you want to read the quote and description for Ironhide, our second yeah. Spotlight character? who is the yeah. red the red RV Autobot who's ol- the oldest Cybertron warrior on the team.
2: Yeah. Ironhide's quote, high-tech circuitry is no replacement for guts. His description, go chew on a microchip, is Ironhide's slogan. Prefers action to words. Oldest, toughest, most battle-tested Autobot. Bodyguard to Optimus Prime. In charge of guarding anything of importance. Gruff, but kind. Trithelium steel skin makes him nearly invulnerable <laughs> to attack.
1: Are we sure about that? Is, is the guy that sure. tripped on, tripped and hit his knee and leaked oil everywhere in the first episode? <laughs> <laughs>
2: variety of liquids from super cool nitrogen to super heated lead has sonar radar and radio wave detectors, slowest and most fragile of the group. Hold on, how, how is he the most fragile if he has trithilium steel skin?
1: Well then, I think they were trying to say that he's slow, but he's near invulnerable, you know, so
0: No, well, that's not fragile? it's no, what they're saying is literally the opposite of what they just said. There's <laughs> no explaining that
1: Emotion. I... <laughs> uh, and also, bodyguard to Optimus Prime. I thought i have never seen that come up ever. I feel like, aren't we
2: all the bodyguard to Optimus Prime? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't Maybe they gonna...
0: mean like second hand, second in command kind of thing. Yeah,
1: in the show, he is the second in command. Yeah, that's how it I is. don't think we ever see him actually lead if Optimus is gone, you know, for like the day or whatever. So I, okay. This just blew my mind when I read his character, Spotlight, because then I remembered the episode. He shoots super nitrogen, according to his description, right? In the episode he, that we just watched, he grabs super nitrogen from the wall in Shockwave's lab, blows up the wall, and escapes, which he didn't need to do because that was his power. <laughs> Somewhere along the way of passing notes from here to Japan, something got messed up in the translation And they didn't know that it was actually supposed to be part of him, so they just added it
0: to the wall. I definitely, I did definitely notice that. I mean, I guess it didn't make sense that that they could just grab that from the wall. I guess that's something that Shockwave would use to guard the space bridge. (laughs) I just think it's weird. He has so many powers.
1: We saw him use a freeze gun. I think next episode he uses a sticky gun, and he had a water gun in a previous episode. How is he not the ultimate transformer? Because, because he's he super keeps fragile. forgetting
2: that he has these powers.
1: <laughs> so, That's the fun... real downfall. So, fun fact, his name comes from the detective show Ironside, and his personality came from the main character on that show, according to the creator. Huh. Did not know that. Also, Ironhide was one of two toys that were not from the original, the line in Japan. It, it, he, he came from another line where humans drove the cars. So when it came to America, they took the human out. And everybody got a sticker of Ironhide's face that they put on the glass windshield when he transformed. I am not even kidding. Huh. So, Uh, him and Ratchet were the only two that were released like this. To get a sticker? Yeah. And for some reason, he was sold in the U.S. before Transformers in a black version before they knew they were going to make him into the show.
2: Why? I
1: don't know. It's like from a separate agreement, like getting toys over here before they knew they were going to make toys with some of the same characters or others, like kind of the way Shockwave also, because that also happened to Shockwave. He was sold before the show.
0: Maybe they really cared about the lore, just had to make sure that he was the oldest Transformer.
1: <laughs> uh, Sammy, you want to read his fate after the movie? Sure. <clears throat> so uh, he's one of the oldest Autobots,
2: but one of the first to die on the ship that was heading Autobot City, and Megatron blows his brains out. Yeah, that was that first shot, wasn't it? Yep. Uh <laughs> <laughs> his graves also later found in the same Autobot graveyard ship as Huffer he was later drawn to Headmasters in two episodes as an error. the movie still wasn't out in Japan when Headmasters was airing but then the Japanese comics have him alive and well so do the fan made comics after the movie so uh, he's okay he's yeah. alright look I just I, Ironhide was cool he did not deserve to die like that yeah
1: I just like he always talks like like a southerner he's uh. he's a good boy <laughs> He's like, now wait just a Don tootin' minute. <laughs> He's like, that looks like a Decepticon. i am gonna shoot it with water.
0: <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot. Water doesn't do anything to us.
2: <laughs> uh.
1: So, any last thoughts on Huffer or Ironhide, you guys? No. Well, Alright, so I guess we'll end this episode. So, thanks for listening, everybody. And sign off here were Sean. Thomas. Samus.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, uh. She's evolved.
1: <laughs> uh, you know if you were she's you know, upgraded her, her laser were...
0: core, to spark. <laughs> you know, if
1: you <laughs> yeah. were Samimus last time, you're now Ultra Samimus, right?
2: Yeah, I was I was trying to do Ultra Magnus, and I guess that would have been Ult- Ultra Samagus, but there, Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra- <laughs> 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 I
1: <I'm> tried. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. Good night. Thanks for YouTube user Transformers at the Moon for hosting every deleted audio segment from every episode of the Transformers. Thanks to TFWiki.net for information used in our character spotlight feature.